You're listening to episode 67 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we are talking about something a little different. We are going to be covering five lies that are holding you back from the life that you desperately want to have. And this is really important. Um, This is also going to be a bit of a tough love Tuesday today. I'm bringing it back. (laughs) There was a good stretch in the fall there where we were having some tough love Tuesdays. And I'm kind of on that roll again. And I think you guys are actually going to enjoy it and hopefully actually get a lot out of it that you can uh, start to get really honest with yourself. So that's what we're going to cover today. So I, I... I think that what kind of brought this on is that I'll be talking to people on the phone doing, you know, um, like the 30 minute free consults that I do, which you can absolutely book one of those, by the way, I do open a handful of slots every month. So you can uh, go grab your spot. I'll list all the details in the show notes. So you can jump over there over at uh, roomtogrowpodcast.com. But do you ever feel like, is this it? Like, do you ever just kind of like have those days where you kind of look around your life and you're like, is this, is this all there is? Or maybe you're feeling like you're destined for more. Like you have so much potential that you aren't fulfilling, but you aren't sure how to get to that next level. Or maybe you're just kind of annoyed with yourself for looking around, seeing what others are doing and wishing that you could do the same for you. And it's just not really coming together. You're, you're frustrated with yourself because you're not taking those steps. So this tends to stem from a handful of, of different issues. I mean, I could honestly go on about, about this particular topic all day, but I've broken it down into, I think, five of the biggest lies that we tend to tell ourselves that can get us caught in that trap and hold us back from what we really want to have and what we know we're capable of, but we aren't taking the steps to get there. So the number one lie, this one might surprise you, but the number one lie is that we have to keep our phones on and attached to us at all times. There was a time not that long ago (laughs) when we were able to, I'm going to back up a minute. The number one thing that I hear from people when this topic comes up is, but what if there's an emergency? Okay. Yes, of course. Sometimes that will happen that there will be emergencies and people need to reach you. Absolutely. I understand that. But there was a time not long ago, when we as human beings somehow managed to contact each other without cell phones or email, without either one of those things, and we managed to function. And everyone was informed when there was a situation. And yes, I I do understand that some people don't even have things anymore like landlines. Like I haven't had, I've never had a landline of my own. Um, when I was back living at my mom's years ago, she, she still has a landline, but I never did. And I never have, I probably never will. <laughs> but so I understand that, that things have, have shifted a little bit in that sense, but I think that we get stuck in fear and that that's also fear talking, right? 
when we're like, oh, but what if there's an emergency? Okay, but how many times have there actually been emergencies where someone needed to reach you on your cell phone immediately? A little bit different if you have kids, like especially like small kids, I get that. Like if your school, you know, if their school needs to call or something like that, that's a little bit of a different situation. Or maybe if, you know, if you have like a sick relative or your best friend is about to have a baby and you're kind of like on call or something, or if your job really re requires it, if, if you have to be on call for your job, again, those are all separate situations. But for the average person that is just going about their everyday life, we do not have to be attached at the hip to our phones. We just don't. We, we don't have to be. And stop telling yourself the lie that you do because you absolutely do not. Because here's the thing, we can be telling ourselves, you know, I need it in case of emergency, but how often are we hiding behind that so that we can just spend a little bit more time scrolling on Instagram? <laughs> like how often are we interrupting what we're doing to check our phones, right? Like if you're working on a, on a project at work or if you're working on something for your business or just something that you're into, maybe you're reading a great book, but your cell phone is sitting nearby, if it's even visible, the research shows that we are more likely to just reach over it and grab it almost absently. Like we're not even aware of it. It has become so ingrained in us and it's so habitual that we aren't even making that conscious choice anymore. It's just there. So we immediately grab it and not because someone is calling with an emergency, but because it just exists and we're used to it and we've basically built our lives around it in a lot of ways. And I say this as a person who sometimes does use my phone too much <laughs> completely. So I totally understand that. But what I have started to do more and more often lately is leave my phone in another room or shut it off for a period of time. My phone is on silent, by the way, a hundred percent of the time. I never turn the ringer on. Um, it's, it, it, there, there are little things that I have started to implement that have really started to decrease my phone time and my happiness has gone up because of it. We just don't have to check our phones all the time. Like seriously, we, we can just stop this. I don't care if you have to leave it at home, if you have to lock it up somewhere, maybe you put it on airplane mode. That's a great suggestion as well. Or maybe you even make a deal with yourself that you're going to have to miss the new season of Game of Thrones if you don't live up to your promises. <laughs> Like there's so many different options that we can take here to shift our habits around our phone usage and decreasing your phone usage will increase your happiness without changing a single other thing. That one factor alone will start to shift your life in a different direction. So be very conscious of how much time you're spending on your phone because typically when we are on our phones, again, it's usually to like play, I don't know, play games or scroll social media or do whatever it is that, that we do on our phones that are not like, it's not life changing. It's not, it's not something that we have to have on us or with us or be doing all the time. It's just not necessary. So start to notice and start to be more restrictive around your phone usage. So that's number one. Number two, the number two lie, you're not creative. I told myself that I wasn't creative for years, years. And part of this is the definition that we have of being creative, because I think I've talked about this on the podcast before that I always had it in my head for years that when I thought of people who were creative, I only really associated it with 
things like um, music or art, right? Like those, those were kind of like the big two. If I thought of, of creativity, that was what came to mind. What has become glaringly obvious to me in recent years is how many different types of creativity there are. We can express our creativity in everything from the, the way we dress to the words that we write in our journal to, um, oh gosh, like it's endless. It's endless. There are so many, like how you make, how you prepare a meal. You can get creative about that. There are so many different ways to express our creativity. And creativity is also very closely linked to happiness. And if we're coming at this from like a business standpoint, an entrepreneur standpoint, if you are thinking that you have no good ideas for a business or, or anything like that, you're kind of just waiting for it to pop into your head like magic. Once in a while, it will. Like sometimes, yes, that absolutely does happen. If you want to check out uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, it's big, big something, big something magic. I'm forgetting the, the title, but um, that's a really great book to check out because sometimes she kind of talks about that. But yeah, sometimes ideas just do kind of pop into, into our head. But you also have to stimulate the process sometimes too. So creating rather than consuming and it, it is, is what can kind of shift the dial a little bit. So what I mean by that is when you're spending all of your time reading everyone else's stuff and seeing what everyone else is doing and keeping, keeping one eye on everyone else around you rather than actually creating something yourself, that can be a really tricky black hole to fall into. And lately I've actually been consuming more than I've been creating and I've noticed a big difference. This is kind of why it came up for me when I was putting together the notes for this episode, because I, I have really noticed that whenever I get sucked into that, which it still happens to me, even though I'm aware of it, it still happens to me sometimes and I have to pull myself out. When, when I start consuming more than I'm creating, it drives me down. Like it makes me feel unworthy and as though I'm just sort of left watching from the sidelines thinking, well, why didn't I think of that? Or I'm capable of that. Why aren't I doing it? Or that's what I want to be doing. You know, there's so many different paths that we can take with that. And it all kind of comes down to a bit of a comparison trap, to be honest. And when, when I'm shifting back into creation mode, as soon as I start to get strict with myself about what I'm consuming and get to work creating instead, I start to feel more fulfilled and happier and frankly, less anxious. There's a huge amount of anxiety that I feel when I start consuming instead of creating. And we as humans are creative beings. So if you've been telling yourself the same story that I told myself for years that I wasn't creative, we need to start to examine that and let that go a little bit. And one of the ways that you can do that is to start to recognize how many different forms of creativity there are. It is literally endless. There are so many different ways that you can express your creativity in your life. You can create a garden. You can do um, DIY projects. Maybe you're into, I don't know, home decor. You might want to make jewelry. There's, there's so many options. I cannot stress that enough. So however you express your creativity, there are ways to do it and you will thank yourself for it. So stop getting so caught up in what everyone else is doing and, and watching from the sidelines and never actually making a move to do something about it yourself. There are so many things out there that you can be doing and all you have to do is start. That's it. That's all you have to do. 
What's great about consuming is that it can actually stimulate ideas, but just don't get caught in the trap of thinking of, of only consuming because that can make it really hard to come up with your own original ideas too. And then you start to kind of just sound like everyone else. You are unique and you need to use that to your advantage and express yourself creatively in the best way that applies to you. So this kind of leads into the next lie, which is the, the next lie that we tell ourselves, number three, which is everyone, is else, everyone else is already doing it better. You have to stop believing that everyone else is doing it better than you because you are capable. You are absolutely capable and no one else in the world has your exact gifts, your voice, your story, your completely unique perspective that no one else has that. That is completely unique to you. And guess what? All those people that you're looking up to, they started somewhere too, right? Like everyone has to start somewhere. I had a coach who would constantly remind us in her, in her business coaching, not to compare our month one or year one of business to someone else's year 10. And it's so easy to get sucked into that, right? Like, especially in the age of social media and things like that, we're looking around, we're taking a look at everything, especially when we're over consuming instead of creating. And we're going, well, you know, like, I don't know, she's 10,000 Instagram followers and look how far she is in her business. And all of these things, we can get sucked down that hole to such a point that we never even start, right? And how many people are we, we letting down, not to mention letting down ourselves, when we never free ourselves enough to go do something about that thing that's on your heart? So you will never get better unless you just start somewhere, anywhere. You can start absolutely anywhere. And that's totally up to you. That is, that is something that only you are able to do. But when you're stuck thinking in, in this mindset, this negative mindset that everyone else is doing it better than you, then you're probably right. Because if, if you're never going to be able to let go of that belief, you're never going to free yourself to be able to create what is unique to you. So you have to start somewhere. And, and these, these two lies are really interconnected. Like to pull back on the consuming, start creating more, and stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. So number four, I will be happy when. <laughs> How many times have we said that to ourselves, right? This is such a lie that we tell ourselves, I'll be happy if this happens. I'll be happy when that happens. If you're always waiting for that next thing to make you happy, when are you going to just find happiness and joy in the current moment. Like you're just left chasing your tail and you're never going to get to the point of actual happiness. Because if you stay stuck in this narrative, I'll be happy when this happens. You could spend an entire lifetime trapped in that narrative. And that's, that's all it is, is a trap. Like you're just keeping yourself stuck with that way of thinking. And no one can change that but you. Not only that, but it means that you're constantly seeking something outside of yourself to make you happy. So something, someone, you know, you're, you're seeking some amount of money, some number on the scale, um, some achievement you can check off of a to-do list, some material possession you can buy, some business you've built. You're always seeking something outside of you. I actually found uh, a quote um, on the internet. I'm not even sure who, who it came from, but it said, the ultimate source of happiness lies in the quality of your thoughts. 
And like, take a moment to sort of absorb that. The ultimate source of happiness lies in the quality of your thoughts. How high quality are your thoughts if you're constantly thinking to yourself, I'm not happy right now, but I'll be happy when this happens. That doesn't seem very happy to me. I don't know about you, but happiness comes from within. Like everything else, all of the, all of the outside things, that's all just kind of a cherry on top. That, that can't be where we place our happiness. If we're constantly putting joy and putting happiness on things outside of ourselves, we'll always be chasing the next thing. When you get to one thing, you'll be looking for the next before you ever even appreciate what you've already gotten. So this is actually where gratitude really comes in and finding the joy in the current moment as well. So on your darkest days, there is still going to be so much to be grateful for. So much to be grateful for. There's actually this incredible woman that I follow on Instagram. I'm, I'm trying to get her on uh, the podcast because I think that you would just get so, so much out of it. And she does what she calls a gratitude walk every morning. I love this. So she always puts it on her stories and she will list some of the, the most simple, amazing, beautiful things. Like she's grateful for her heartbeat. She's grateful for her, her liver. Um, she, she's grateful for her smile. You know, it, it, there are so many things that we take for granted and we have to be grateful for what we already have. And and when we are, that will then kind of just bring in even more. Like you'll start noticing small details everywhere to be grateful for. If you cultivate this as a practice, it's only going to continue to grow. So happiness comes from within and we have to stop telling ourselves a lie of I'll be happy when dot, 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 <laughs> whatever you typically insert there, it's not going to work. It just isn't going to work. So line number five, convincing yourself that your values aren't important and you must be overreacting. And what this all comes down to is setting boundaries. And this is going to end up being an entire episode or potentially several episodes actually um, on this podcast in the future. So you can keep an eye out for that because it is that important. And it's something that I personally have been working very hard on for myself as well. You have to know your limits and to do that, you have to be extremely clear on what you want. So whether it's, it's with your romantic relationship, whether it's with friendships, family members, children, your job, your business, or, or even with yourself, boundaries are the difference between what you truly want in life and feeling massive dissatisfaction with where you ended up instead. So what happens when we don't have boundaries is that we, again, just sort of end up resentful and unhappy. Like, yes, there's, there's going to be compromise in every relationship, but there's a big difference between compromise and boundaries. And we have to know what we want before we can get clear on what those boundaries are. Because if you don't know what you want, you're not going to be able to set boundaries. You'll always be shifting that line to match whatever the current need is because you don't actually know what you want. And this takes time, by the way, this isn't going to happen overnight. It's going to take time and effort and actual dedicated energy to figure out what it is that you really want and what your values are. So you have to take that time to do that, to figure out what your boundaries are, because otherwise, if somebody pushes the envelope on you a little bit, 
and they're pushing your boundaries, if you aren't totally clear on where those boundaries are, you'll just think, oh, well, you know, I, I must just be overreacting and this is no big deal. Like, I, it, it's just one time, I'll let it go. And yes, of course, there's going to be circumstances where that is going to end up being more of a compromise. But you do have to get very clear on what those, those actual boundaries are because if someone crosses that, those, or if you cross that boundary for yourself, if, if you know, a, a friendship or if, if something to do with your business crosses that boundary, you have to be clear on what it is that you're going to do about that. Because not having boundaries is going to make you very unhappy. It's going to make you resentful and it is not having clear boundaries is absolutely correlated with holding you back from the life that you want to have. So getting very clear on that is going to go a long way. It's going to take you very far. And it seems like such a simple exercise, right? But it's not. Like when you actually sit down to think about it, you might start to think, well, I don't actually know what I want. <laughs> and, and you have to spend the time to get super clear on that. So just to kind of recap here, the number one lie that is holding you back from the life that you desperately want to have, number one is that we keep our phones on and attached to us at all times. And we tell ourselves that we have to, and we don't have to. So stop telling yourself that lie. Number two, you're not creative. That is a lie. Number three, everyone else is already doing it better. That is an even bigger lie. <laughs> number four, I'll be happy when, insert whatever it is that, that you're looking for or chasing. I'll be happy when. That is also a lie because happiness has to come from within. And number five, the lie is convincing yourself that your values aren't important or that you must be kind of overreacting and setting boundaries, that you have to set those boundaries because not setting those boundaries is going to end up making you resentful and unhappy ultimately. So these are, these are all connected in different ways, but they're all really, really important. And some of these just sound so, so simple, right? But these are the narratives that often go through our heads and a lot of them may have been in our, in our heads and running through our minds for so long that we're not even noticing them anymore. We, we don't even notice. We just take them for granted that that's just the way life is. You know, I, I have to have my cell phone on and with me all the time, or I will only be happy when I reach this number on the scale. You know, there's, there's so many different things that we aren't even paying attention to anymore because we have ingrained them in ourselves to such a point that they become part of us and we don't even know how to begin separating the lies from the truth internally and how to actually really access that joy and happiness that comes when we stop telling ourselves these lies. So I really want to hear from you on this. I want to know if there is one particular lie that is maybe standing out to you a little bit more than others. If there is something that this has triggered in you to maybe make a shift, make a change somehow, I would love for you to DM me on Instagram. Um, I'm over at Emily Goff coach and tell me what stood out to you the most from this. Or if you have, if this made you think of another one that you tell yourself, some other lie that you tell yourself that you think is really holding you back from the life that you want to have. So definitely let me know on that. And like I said before, if you want to chat, if you want to, to book uh, a 30 minute call with me, so funny. I, I talked to, um, a couple women lately who have said that 
30 minutes on the phone with me has changed their life, <laughs> which like, I can't even express to you how incredible, like that, that reaches the, the very depths of my heart. When I hear something like that, it, it continues to blow me away. So if you want to book a 30 minute call with me to talk strategy around, uh, either your nutrition or something to do with your life and business, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's jump on the phone. Let's get it sorted out for you. Let's pull back some of the lies that you might be telling yourself so that you can actually step into this life that you are craving, no matter what that looks like. So I'm super excited to chat with you and make sure to come, come over and find me over on Instagram. You can also pop into the Facebook group over at room to grow podcast. You can search that on, uh, on Facebook and all of this will be listed in the show notes over at room to grow podcast.com. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.